Join us for PR Safari, a podcast by Center for Public Relations. PR Safari, your ultimate guide to navigate the complex PR landscape in Africa. Find us at www.cpr.africa. Hello, my name is Chris Wangalua. Our guest and guide is Anne Gichohi. Anne is communication consultant and immediate former CIPR lead at University of Nairobi. Uh-huh. Now let me shock you, Chris. Didn't I didn't study PR? Uh-huh. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was thrown into the deep end. Uh-huh. In 2005, I was the PR manager for Pan-African Christian University. I Mm -hmm. set up the department without studying PR. I had to learn PR on the job. You are the people you've been looking for. So (laughs) (laughs) we've been hunting down. Exactly. (laughs) So I had to study PR now after that. But man, when I began, I was thrown into the deep end and I was told, you know what? You sound like a PR person. You look like a PR person. I think you can help us. And to me, that was such a big task because Pan-African Christian University had been in existence then for 21 years mm-hmm. without a PR department. This is PR department for the corporate and not yes. as courses? Yeah, for okay. the department, corporate, okay. not courses. I didn't even start teaching then. So I was told, set it up. PR manager way. So, of course, I started learning. I started, I went back to school, everything. So that's how I I began as a PR manager. I did quite well and moved on now into the corporate world. I moved to PricewaterhouseCoopers. Mm -hmm. I then got introduced into the academia. I got into Daystar. I got into so many different places just lecturing. You'd be shocked. I've taught PR in almost 10 universities in this country. That's why my students are everywhere. You literally need to start an agency (laughs) because everybody will be a client. Exactly. I'm so sorted. My students are everywhere in media if they need anything to be covered. There's no no. Exactly. And that's just not for Kenya. Now, it Mm -hmm. becomes very interesting because I have wind of what you're doing now. Uh (laughs) Of course, I know you're with World Bank, but before what? I only did World Bank for a consultancy. Ah, I I thought you were the head of PR. No, get out of here. (laughs) I feel like you're saying you're not with CIPR. Yes, I'm not with CIPR anymore. I am not with CIPR, for real. As in, I've done it for 12 years. Oh, my gosh. And that is out of just decision to yes. try Actually, things? Yes, I made a personal decision. November 30th was my last day at the University of Nairobi. I just woke up and decided, you know what? 12 years doing this? Nah, nah, nah. I can do something else. And yeah, I'm moving to bigger and better things. Bigger and better. But I look back and I'm super, super excited about the young lives that I have changed, you know, through coaching, through teaching, through mentoring. I can look back with my head high and say, I have definitely impacted so many lives within the PR space. So I'm not at the University of Nairobi anymore. I'm not doing CIPR anymore. The center at the university has students. The January students are the last crop of students I marketed and brought into the center. And I wish every one of them well. You've taught almost everybody that has been a guest here. Oh my gosh. You've had Alex. You have uh, Naomi. Mm-hmm. Have you had Paul Barraza? Paul Barraza is, is my mentor. He's okay. going to come at some point, yes. Um, I don't have all your lists, but what I know is that a lot of my students have been here because before I came, I decided to go through your website. Yes. 
yes. find out who are you, yes. what are you after, yeah, what are we up to, <laughs> what are you up to. Then yeah. I discovered, cool, I'm safe because I saw familiar faces, partners in the industry. Otherwise, you'd have said no. Of course, I'd have said no. Age. What I'm makes you long to build this brand? Eh? I can't just destroy it in a minute. Yes, yes. Yeah. CIPR is a very interesting organization based on the reviews. I've not been there myself. Mm-hmm. But the reviews... Wow. Okay. Let me just actually give you some histories. A lot of people do not know the history. But in 2008, a representative from CAPR UK came to Kenya and discovered there's a big gap among our PR practitioners. We had a lot of quacks calling themselves PR people, yet there was a lot of lack of professionalism. You know that thing of being there, done that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us in the PR space feel... ah. I don't need to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I've marketed CAPR since 2010. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people I would meet would tell me, hey, we've been in this industry forever. What are you what telling are us? You telling what us? is new? been there, done yeah. that. There's nothing you can Until tell you're us. Until you there. <laughs> <laughs> Until now they come class one. Uh-huh. They're like, oh gosh, I didn't know CAPR. If I used to make fun and say, um, and why didn't you warn us? You know, why, why, why? So they discovered that they can actually begin and partner with like-minded individuals and organizations and start up professional courses that will help to position PR practitioners to compete with the Western world in the PR ecosystem. Uh So that goes way back as 2008. Mm -hmm. So the conversation began and they targeted one specific organization at that time, McKinney College. So McKinney College is no longer in existence. It actually closed down. Oh. It was owned, of course, by McKinney Schools. But if you're aware, around 2018, McKinney Schools got bought out by investors yes. who were not interested in the college. So unfortunately, McKinney College closed down. Now, let's go back a bit to how McKinney came into the picture. So McKinney was the preferred organization by the UK to work with in offering this qualification. But one requirement for McKinney College was to partner with PRSK because PRSK is the only body in this country that regulates public relations. And one of the requirements was for the PRSK membership, uh, especially the board members, to endorse the program. Mm -hmm. So they were the first students, and I was privileged to uh, teach the first class uh-huh. with the board members of PRSK in 2010 January. Okay. So that was the first class. 2010 must have been, uh, was it Kent? No, not Kentis. So we were Peter with, Moutier. actually Kentis. We taught with Kentis. Oh, okay. So how we, the program began was we were four tutors. Mm-hmm. And this is really funny because at the time I used to stay around State House. So I saw the ad in the papers, um, CIPR looking for students. And I used to stay next to the McKinney School in St. Yeah. House Road. So I just walked out of my house, went into the office. There was a gentleman there called Alan. And Alan looked at me and he was excited. He thought I'm a student. So he started telling me about the program. Then I said, you know what? I'm actually a lecturer at Daystar University. And I want to teach in this program. So Alan said, you know, this is not our program. This is a UK then I told him, you know what, you can send my CV to the UK and uh, let's see what they say. He sent my CV to the UK, long story short, I started lecturing for the program. So we were four of us 
uh, lecturers were Kentis and then two other gentlemen. One is now deceased. Then there was Harry. That's Oriari. No, James, somebody, Dr. James, an okay. elderly man. That's how we began, actually. I was excited to have been the first person to have taught the first CAPR class in Kenya in 2010. And it was really interesting to have CRSK board members there, guys who've been in the industry for forever. So their insights and contributions were brilliant. And that pretty much set the stage for CAPR. So we went on with CIPR at McKinney College up to 2018. And at the same time, I was a lecturer at um, Desta University, and I was also a lecturer at the University of Nairobi. So you were lead? <clears throat> yes. Part-time? Yes. Okay. I was lead part-time. Interesting. Now that's the beauty of CIPR. Even at the University of Nairobi, I was lead part-time, mainly because you don't want to lose your practice. Uh, you'd want to engage yourself in a lot of industry-related work yes. so that you upgrade your skills and you don't lose what... You know, you need to be up there if you're going to I mean, teach. Yes, right? you've got I to... mean, no one wants to come and sit and listen to you for hours yeah. if what you're telling them is nothing new. So up until 2018, McKinney College closed down. Of course, there was a gap in the industry. Then we got competition. A new center within Nairobi came up called um, Simon Page. That was good competition. That was from 2019, I think, up to last year. Then in 2020, two of my colleagues at the University of Nairobi, where I was a lecturer at the School of Journalism, and they were my students at CAPR, told me, you know what, Mwalimu, we can't allow uh, CAPR to just die. CAPR brought a lot of change in their lives and really positioned them to be great sharks, PR Why sharks. die, first of all? Why the thought of... Yeah, PR? I'll tell you, it's very easy for a foreign program to die in an African market, mainly because it calls for so much work to keep a CAPR center running and growing and making money it calls for a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work. So very few people are willing to jump into the deep end. So they challenged me and said, you know what, we'll back you up. Started at the University of Nairobi. And that's how we began. So, of course, the UK came, did an audit at the University of Nairobi, and endorsed. And we began in 2020. Now, we had psych to have it, you know, physical classes in Uganda and in Kenya. Shock on us. COVID. Oh, no. COVID. So we were like, wait, we're not going to stop all the planning. But what is so good is that, do you know COVID worked for us? CAPR grew in leaps and bounds because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Why would that be the case? We offered the program online and what that meant... Physical online or online Online, online. only. Okay. Remember it was this COVID. Guys were not coming out 2020, 2021. Is it, is, is it the online of... Of self-service or online of teaching the, the in class. Has to you see, be there. like now how we are talking. Yes, I call you, uh, Chris. Can you answer this, Chris? That, yes. Chris? The uh-huh. other. That's how the class okay. is run. And the beauty of online for us, it allowed us to go East African and Africa wide. Yes, we managed to get loads and lots of students from uh, Uganda, Somali, South Sudan, Rwanda, and that was great. I mean, for me, that was such a plus. COVID was a good thing, if you ask me. For real, yeah? even you, it worked for you. I mean, it worked for me, <laughs> miracles and wonders. So, oh, for yeah, real? yeah. I know, you know, we tend to um, 
talk so bad about COVID. Of course, it has a lot of negativity to it. But when we look at the bright side of the pandemic and the opportunities that the, the beauty pandemic, of a crisis, exactly, yeah, pretty much crisis, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, seizing the opportunity and uh, making use of it and growing and learning because we had to learn a lot. I wish we were also speaking about something that people can learn from you. Maybe you know what, what? is that? I can say strategic partnerships, the role of strategic partnerships in building a brand. As I mentioned, last week I was in Dar es Salaam on this World Bank uh, project, and I was building strategic partnerships with people from all over Africa. And the way CIPR began in Kenya, we had to build strategic partnerships with like-minded people. The way CPR will grow is you are building strategic partnerships with like-minded people. Yes. It's very important to do a stakeholder mapping of who are these people who will get you to the level you want to go to. Once you map those people, then look for strategies. We always told we are four people away from somebody important. So. It's good to know you're saying four. <laughs> I use uh, six degrees uh-huh. where I say, I want to reach the president now. Yes, yeah. I don't know the president. Uh-huh. But I know if I call Anne, uh-huh. Anne has met people. Uh-huh. And probably Anne used to stay along Stetcross <laughs> Road, yeah? So Anne uh-huh. will tell me I have never met the president, mm-hmm. but I know Dennis Itumbi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Itumbi said, hey, the president, since he became, he was sworn in, it's mm-hmm. difficult to get to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, talk to Cleophas Malala, who's mm-hmm. the secretary general of UDA. Mm-hmm. And then just like that, I'm pop. And then I remember, oh, actually, Clovis Malala and I are in drama. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I forgot. And so, yeah, you're right in terms exactly. of four people. Yes. Yeah. So never negate the importance of strategic partnerships. Anytime you're starting up something and then build your brand with confidence. That's why professional development and not just CIPR, by the way, build your brand um, through professional development in any, uh, you know, any course. For example, I keep telling PR guys, don't just stick to PR. Now we're going AI way. We're going, uh, you know, climate change. We're going um, policy. We're going. So don't limit yourself. Go out. What we usually say, that's our philosophy we have here. Mm -hmm. The other day we did a podcast on monitoring and evaluation Mm. and we had to look for somebody who is out of PR. Exactly. And a lot of people are not familiar Mm -hmm. with the different measurement and evaluation techniques. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that PR is not quantifiable. You know, once upon Uh, a time when I was pursuing my PhD, (laughs) mm -hmm. my center of study was looking at the effectiveness of Barcelona principles, Mm -hmm. its adoption within the Kenyan market among Mm -hmm. the uh, PR practitioners in Kenya. Because very few people know about it. And a lot of our agencies, and I've worked in agency, make the mistake of still using uh, PRVs and AVEs. Mm -hmm. No. And I'll tell you, from my experience being the chief judge at PRSK, when we've been looking and scoring those entries... um, we have CIPR people okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. who put in entries so yes, they put yes. Barcelona, uh-huh. so I'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people who win these entries are people who understand that PR begins with research and mm-hmm. ends with research. Yes. So PR can be measured, it should be measured, it is quantifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Innovation in PR. Perfect. What is innovation in PR? And you know, like you as... Um, stepping out into that space of innovation. And you are 
conversant with AI. Very few people are conversant with AI, yet we call ourselves PR people. You know, um, I just had a discussion with my son not too long ago. He's in PR, by the way. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. Uh, he had no excuse. He just had to be in PR, and mm-hmm. he's graduated actually <laughs> and worked in agency in PR, uh-huh. so he's well versed. And we're just talking about ChatGPT, and he was asking me, "Mom, do you think ChatGPT will now take, take away the play- jobs?" Exactly. <laughs> Same thing. Students are asking. Students of Daystar uh, you know? have been asking, and I was telling them, mm-hmm. number one, GPT or AI for that matter is not here to take away jobs. Exactly. It's here to triple, quadruple your performance. Yeah, yeah. The thing that you should be worried about mm-hmm. is virtual assistants. Oh yeah, true. Because then, if you keep doing your daily media monitors, anything that you can do every day, anybody else can do it. Yeah. So then, you should be worried that you're doing the same things every day. Exactly. And now you need to be ripe and green. Yeah. If my daughter, who's also an adult, uh, the last born, stepped into that conversation and said, Mom, do you know there's a discussion on TikTok that the students in the States who have been using ChatGPT to do their assignments and all the AI stuff got in trouble because when the teacher ran their work through it the anti-plagiarism, you know, yes. it became 100% plagiarized. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, now that's where people need to understand that what will make you keep growing and not ripe is content development. Mm-hmm. And you can only have strong content if you're growing. Yes. If, you, if you're not growing, your content will be dead. Maybe we need to talk about what content development is. <laughs> now, that is another area that is disturbing a lot of practitioners. Yeah. You know, now the problem is initially when you are on mainstream and you have your op-ed there, yeah. everybody knows you're good. Mm-hmm. But now there's social media mm-hmm. and you're running up an organization and you're placing things on social media and mm-hmm. it, it's generating some five, ten likes. Yeah. And that's content. Mm-hmm. How do these people deal with this? <laughs> I'm so happy that nowadays we have ethical facilities or tools where you can know what's fake content and what's real content. You know, we always say do a needs analysis, find out what the needs, interests, and concerns are for mm-hmm. your audience. Yes. Once you've discovered what their interests are, then try and see how will you feed into that gap. Then you look for proper content based on that. I watch a lot of YouTube and I keep looking at some who are so good and do you know it's consistency? Mm-hmm. The secret yes. to content development is consistency mm-hmm. and evidence-based content. If you're talking to us about lifestyle, your life is what we're looking at. And maybe a little bit of packaging of the consistency. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Package it. You know, in PR, we say you'll never get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So how you present yourself is how people will always remember you. Yeah. So if your uh, content is lifestyle, package it in a lifestyle way. If your content is in academia, package it in a way profs can understand. Mm. You know, um, one of the challenges I had uh, last week in Dar es Salaam was speaking to scientists and packaging the content in a way the scientists can understand and help them to break down their content into a strategic narrative that you and I can understand. Mm -hmm. Because we all have content, but we are throwing that content in the wrong direction. Or we don't even know that this is content. We don't know. Let me tell you, everyone has content. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And it's biblical. You know, the Bible says, what do you have in your hands? Every one of us has something in our hands, but we don't take time to look at what's in our hand that can make value. If you have something in your hands, Mm -hmm. 
without knowing your purpose. <laughs> you will throw it uh, all over. But guess what? Mm-hmm. If I didn't know you, Chris, I would tell you what you have in your hands is your confidence and your voice. Yeah. So how can you use those two things? I've been told from high school that I needed to do radio. Exactly. You've reminded me I was in Kianda, not too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kianda High School. And in Form 1, our Swahili teacher, she used to be involved in drama, KBC, back in the day. Yeah. And she told me, you need to join radio. And she really even tried to get me into radio. You actually need Form to. Form 1. And I'm like, what? Oh, come be our co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But look, I ended up in the communication industry yes. and um, one of my hobbies, I even call it a hobby because I, I enjoy doing it, is training. Mm-hmm. I'm an awesome facilitator. I'll give that to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, communication. So we all have everything in our hands. Let's make use of it and um, let's keep growing. When you're green, you grow. Mm-hmm. But when you're ripe, you begin to die. How do I know I'm ripe? How do you know you're ripe? You've been in the doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results and nothing is happening. Yeah. One of the reasons I left CIPR is I was ripe. 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. Really, I was too ripe. I needed to get off and start growing. Yeah. Have you found challenges now in the same space? Um, you're too ripe. I mean, if, you're, <laughs> if you keep finding things that you're solving without really exploring. No, so, I have opportunity for growth. I have mm-hmm. lots and lots of opportunities for growth because okay. I want to venture into, hey, serious spaces. You know, yeah. you're like, wow. Yeah, okay. When I grow up. Okay. Yeah. You're probably uh, joining, um, what's that, Shark Tank. It's a serious space. <laughs> Good one. Thank you very much, Anne. It was a pleasure and we appreciate. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.